Hello and welcome to The New Guys. I'm your host, Gabe S. Dunn, joined as always by River Butcher. Hello. That's me. I'm right here. What's up, Gabe? How's it going? Esteemed stand-up comedian, River Butcher. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, my special someone's boyfriend is out. I noticed in our last episode I didn't mention the title. (laughs) It might be helpful to mention the title. So that's the title. (laughs) So if you just search River Butcher, someone's boyfriend, you'll find my special. Thanks for watching. Thanks for pushing it. I appreciate it, everybody. That is out. Um, I hope everybody's having a, it's a, it's already the new year. It's 2024, right? Yeah, it's in the future. <laughs> it's one eleven, actually. Make a wish. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, okay. I am currently fundraising for my debut feature film called You and I, You and Me. It's a T for T music romantic drama, a star Cute. is born style T for T. Hopefully by now we've announced the cast and we have our seed and spark up. <laughs> so yeah. Um, if this is in the future, hello, the Seed and Spark should be up. Please um, donate to it. I imagine it's going incredibly well because <laughs> I have had, I think once I announce the cast, you guys are going to absolutely shit your pants. <laughs> so put on I'm those diapers. Forward... <laughs> yep. I'm looking forward <laughs> to the reaction to it because I think it's going to be dope as hell. So hell yeah. I can't wait to find out. You don't even know. I don't even know. Well, I don't want to say it here in case we haven't announced it. But anyway. Yeah, I understand. Go to the links in my Instagram. Go to the links in Gabe's Instagram and donate Donate if you can. Donut if you can. Please donut. Send I'm me- so proud of you for doing this. You know, it's like, what a cool thing. I am just doing it. Like, I, yeah. no one has said do it. Nobody has said, right. wow, we really want this. <laughs> I just. There's completely independent, absolutely no studio backing. I am banking on the idea that the fans and trans people want it. Yeah. And I would offer that you're banking on you, which is uh, admirable. And uh, I um, am trying to do that more (laughs) myself. So it's like, that's cool, dude. I'm proud of you. And like, I'm inspired by you for doing that. You're doing that. Thank you. Is it the smartest idea I've ever had? No. Am I ready for it? Am I like good and direct, good at directing and like have all the pieces and am like very prepared and very ready to make this movie? Yes. Great. Has, again, has any establishment been like, go for it? Other than like (laughs) film festivals that I'm Mm. friends with. Yeah. And Seed and Spark themselves, who I've met with, who are like, we love this. Yeah. Other than that, it's sort of, uh, uh, a work of the community. Yeah. I mean, everything I've seen from the people who have gotten things made have said that the only things I've gotten made were things I wanted to get made (laughs) and not like things people told me, Oh, go make this or whatever. Um, you know, so like, yeah, that's kind of the only way to get it done. That's why I haven't gotten a lot done (laughs) because I'm too afraid. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm not afraid enough, I think. Um, and the, the coolest part is that we're going to do a soundtrack uh, with it, with all the actors. Oh, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Fake songs. That's so great. My ideal is Josie and the Pussycats, like complete. Fa- I mean, it's a real album, but like fake album. Right. Well, album for the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. That's awesome. So I'm going to. So first of all, I want to say that you guys have absolutely come through on the Kofi. Co-fi.com slash the new guys. Absolutely come through. Freaking killed it. So I'm going to read what you guys wrote because it's very nice and you deserve it. So this is a message from Ash. You guys are the best. I am at the beginning of my transition and it has helped so much to find content creators that are also trans masks slash trans trans men peeps. Thank you for all you do. There's a recurring theme, River, of people being like, more stuff for trans guys. (laughs) Yeah. And just more stuff from trans guys also. You know, it's like... Mm -hmm. um, which is cool to hear. And so anybody listening that's like, nobody wants to hear it. It's like, yeah, they do. They totally do. So make your thing, you know? And that's cool. Congrats on the top surgery, Ash. Happy for you. For a completely independent show with absolutely no studio backing and like just us and a producer, we have pretty good numbers. That's great to hear. Mm Mm-hmm. Gabe is all about the numbers. I don't check them at all. (laughs) Probably we'll talk about that off air maybe. 
but it's beyond the numbers. It's like, you know, there's a lot of like love and and um, generosity and gratitude that people are expressing, which is very cool and an awesome thing to get as well, you know? Oh, yeah. The reactions are amazing. <laughs> In classic trans fashion, this person is also named Ash. <laughs> <laughs> we should just do an all Ash episode sometime. <laughs> and the name stuff keeps on coming and it don't stop coming. So hold on. Just another non-binary whatever trying to make it in the Midwest. I love the thoughtful and nuanced discussions on your pod. Keep up the great work. Hello, Midwest. What up, Midwest? I always want to know where in the when people are saying they're from the Midwest. I'm always like, but where, though? That's not specific enough, you know? <laughs> That's such a big area, you know? Okay, so I have, I have a, a compliment for you. Oh, boy. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. I do want to just like, I know this is the future, so, you know, this is when it gets difficult with the podcasts of like banking them or whatever, um, is that I am <laughs> feeling sadness and dealing still. We recorded a podcast a week ago, but then they come out like two weeks apart. So it's like still, well, yes, because it's actually only been seven days. Um, <laughs> and so I'm just addressing that because I feel like I'm less my usual self, um, and yeah, it's hard. And so I just, before before you give me a compliment, <laughs> I just want to like, or you send me one from our listeners. I guess, you know, I know that I'm not alone in feeling sadness, right? Especially right now. Um, and just like, I don't know, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to be humans, you know? It's hard to like have hearts and it's hard to like be in the world and keep going when you feel big feelings and when they come and go and it's just hard so i guess i'm just sharing where i'm at for anybody that's also there or anybody that was there or anybody that will be there because like it will happen you know um because it doesn't stop happening unfortunately um but yeah it's tough i'm having a tough time i appreciate you doing the show and saying that and being honest and i appreciate um like that you're that you're looking I don't know that you're introspective and like that you are aware and I don't know I just care about you bud <laughs> thanks dude I appreciate it I mean you've reached out to me and it means a lot and you know I have like a lot of friends and I have um a, a, a but I also have like a very close support system like that's what it's it's helped me uh, you know, like get to see, you know, like I literally have, I think every day this week called someone first thing in the morning and been on the phone for like two to three hours, like every day. Oh. Um, and so, and that's, you know, it's not talking two to three hours about the things I'm sad about. It's just like, you know, that sort of that connection and, um, you know, and I, I say that and I'm sure there, as soon as I say it, I'm like, there's so many people listening who don't have that. And, and like, yes, but also, there were times when I didn't have that and there were times that I didn't think I had that. And I think more often than not, it was the second thing than it was the first thing, you know? And so I guess I just offer that because, you know, we've talked about, there's been some comedians who have passed and, um, mm -hmm. and, and, and just people who have passed away. And it's not, I don't know all the circumstances of everything. Um, but I guess even, how do I say this? It It is up to, it's like, I can feel really alone. And then it is, is up to me to like reach out to the people that are around me and not everybody has the capacity for the thing. But I, yeah. if I hadn't reached out, I wouldn't be talking to a person every day and like check in with them and say, is this okay? And they're like, no, it's helping me, you know, like um, just continuing to do that. So like, you know, when you say like you're introspective and things, it's like, it's actually also been, other people showing me how to do that, you know, and that I've been the person that's been on the phone for somebody for, you know, two hours. So mm -hmm. then slowly that allows me to realize like, oh, if, if I've done it, then it's probably not, this person's probably not lying when they say they're okay with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, cause I wasn't when I did it, you know? So, um, I don't know. I guess I just offer that to people who are feeling lonely or isolated during the holidays, you know? Your brain also lies to you and tells you that no one cares. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you're sad, because it's like, mm -hmm. well, let's stay sad, because that, it like, quote, feels good in a way, you know? Um, 
But yeah, it's just not it's just not true, you know. It just isn't isn't completely true. I think this will be nice and relatable to people. <laughs> I hope so. Um, well, I'm sorry to have to give you a slight compliment. <laughs> oh, it's only a slight compliment. Okay. <laughs> I take everything back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. I don't want to give away the name of this person, but you can. Okay, wait. From a transgender fucker fan from Singapore, whose name is also River. Oh. I'm sorry, River, for having the same name as you, but actually I was inspired by you. And changed my name before I even knew I was trans. Thank you. And sorry again. I love this podcast. Also a big JBU fan. XOXO. That's cute. They named themselves after so you. So somebody named themselves after me? That's so funny. I know. I I don't know who I was talking to recently. Because um, they were like a little bit older than me or same age or something. And they were like, oh, it, it, I remember what it was. It doesn't matter. Um, But, you know. People my age and older are like, oh, River Phoenix. And it's like, yes, of course. That is that is the person that I named myself after. Um, and then they were like, yeah, I was around some like younger folks. And they were like, yeah, River Phoenix. And they were like, who? <laughs> like, it's just wild that, you know, but that's how time works, you know. Um, but hey, that's a, what a what a little sweetie. Um, Cheyenne works with someone who works for Liza Minnelli and there was like some younger people who didn't know who Liza Minnelli was. And Cheyenne uh-huh. was like, can you believe they didn't know who Liza Minnelli was? And I was like, how do you know who Liza Minnelli is? And she was like, <laughs> uh, Lucille too on Arrested Development. Right, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Which is not like the most, you know, like original, you know, knowing of Liza Minnelli. <laughs> I don't mean original in terms of like compared to other people. It's just like she she did many things before that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I like that Cheyenne knew. She's of the age where she knows who that is. But yeah, yeah. From Arrested Development. But from Arrested Development, not Cabaret. No. <laughs> <Or> <laughs> her mother. <laughs> yeah. This is this is my bonus of of being uh, raised in part by grandparents. Is like I'm like. Liza Minnelli, Judy Garland's daughter. <laughs> like that's exactly. Who, I don't even think like Liza Minnelli, whose mother was Judy Garland. I think Judy Garland had a daughter named Liza Minnelli. Like, that's how elderly I am. <laughs> <laughs> I would say cabaret, but sure. Okay, I regret to inform you that it is another Ash. <laughs> Did you do this on purpose? No, these are the latest ones. Okay, well, this is three Ashes in one episode. Uh huh. That's so funny. This trans guy's favorite podcast. And then this is from Kit. This show makes me feel less alone. Thanks so much for making this. And then this is from Lid. Love the podcast. Merry Christmas, guys. Lid. What? (laughs) Oh, I just, I like the name Lid. And I just said it. (laughs) Because it made me happy. Lid. (laughs) Okay. This is a message from P.S. Great show. This is a message from Shannon, loving the podcast and want to support your work. Proud partner of a trans mask human. I love when it's the partners of people. Yeah, that's always nice. Okay, and then we have one left and then we're going to get to emails. This is from Ryan. I absolutely love this podcast. It's so wholesome and inspiring to see trans people thriving and being their authentic selves. I feel like I'm listening to my two trans big brothers every time I listen to the podcast. With much love from one trans mask to another, heart, smiley face. Thank you, Ryan. That's really sweet. Well, thank you so much to everyone named Ash. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Thanks to Lid and thanks to Shannon and Ryan. And then there was someone else in there I forgot already. Uh, River. River. River, But then there was one more that I forgot the name. But thanks to everybody for donating and helping us out, keep the show going and everything. And thanks for all the really sweet notes. It's really nice. Well, when we come back, we're going to get to our listener mail, (laughs) M-A-L-E. That's right. See you soon. And we're back. (laughs) So here is a lot. You ready for a long email? Oh, yeah, of course. I'll put my listening ears on. Okay. This is a message from Ray. Hey, Gabe and River. My name is Ray, they, them, and I'm transmasculine non-binary. First off, thank you so much for this podcast. It's been a balm for me in the midst of gestures at the current political climate, you know. I've been having a tough week, and when I saw the Instagram story about listener mail, listener M-A-L-E, thank you Mm -hmm. so much, 
I figured I might as well write in to ask how you get through it when the going gets tough. Wow. Accurate. But there's more details. I've written this in two parts. Feel free to use one, both, or neither. I'm just grateful for the podcast and to have an outlet. Part one. I've been on testosterone for a little over a year and got top surgery in April. This week, for the first time since beginning any kind of medical transition, I've been having a big wave of self-doubt. Doubting that I'm trans enough while simultaneously doubting even being trans at all. Doubt that I'll ever look the way I want. Doubt about my identity as a whole. I won't go into too much detail. That's what my therapist is for. But I wanted to ask if either of you have experience with doubts or uncertainty around identity slash transition and what you found helps with these moments. So do you want to address that first before we get into part two? Oh, they ha- they have a part two? They have a part two. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's let's address that first and then do the part two because I think <laughs> I'll probably lose track of all that. Um, I mean, I guess like, first of all, good job like reaching out, you know, and like talking about it with people. I find that talking to other people about those things is what helps me not stay in it for too long because I think staying in it is what causes the problem or, or like what what gets me into trouble you know that's where i start to get depressed and ruminate is actually the word for that i i looked that up recently cuz somebody said it and i just had this assumption that the word ruminate was like oh it's just another word but it's actually like a psychology term <laughs> for mm-hmm. obsessive thoughts and like you know just continued thoughts on the same thing so but to make it specific about like being trans and being trans enough, I think it's helpful for me to remember that, you know, if if I'm in am I trans enough, that's kind of like not a it's not a real thing. You know, it's it's a it's I, it, you know, we had aloe on talking about that. It's like I don't I'm not dismissing the thought. It's like it's a real thought and I get it and it's a human thought to have and it's it's um makes sense. What I'm trying to say is that when it starts to get into enough, then I'm in like, you know, I'm in my self-esteem and like it, those things. So I'm it's not a worthy line of question in my own mind, you know? Because it's like there's no answer to that, you know, like I either am or, or you know, but then, you know, am I trans? It's like, yeah, that I mean that's something to consider. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, you know? And I cuz cuz the thing is like the the reality is like I accepted myself as trans and then that's why I started taking testosterone and getting uh top surgery. And then when I did it, I was like oh this feels right and then i continued to be a human in the world and i felt weird like a gargoyle i wasn't like into being perceived i like there's still what's funny and i was just talking to somebody about this the other day with my special coming out um it's starting to get annoying because my one clip is very inundated with like some crazy transphobia so i will say it's starting to be frustrating because before i was like ah, it doesn't bother me and it's not that it's like starting to, but it's just like, oh my God, this sucks, you know? But uh, there, I, I did this half hour, this Comedy Central half hour in 2021. And that is like, it's so hard for me to watch clips from that because I'm in, I'm in this phase of like just a year of low dose testosterone. And like, it's very dysphoric for me to watch that. Um, and so I kind of guess I'm offering like, yeah, I don't. I mean, you're the only one that can answer that qu- those questions, you know. Mm-hmm. But if it's coming from like a judgment place, and if it's coming from a sort of like external place of like, oh, my body doesn't look the way I want it to, I don't know if that's like an indictment of whether you're trans or not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if that's a place to be making those decisions. You know, at least it isn't for me. Um, and I was able to find ways to sort of, you know, like, I don't know, things that I did was like, I got tattoos. I, um, I'm not suggesting you do this, but this is what I did. I started working out a lot, you know, like I just started doing other things that weren't just like looking down the, the, the pike of, am I trans enough? I started looking Mm -hmm. at like, well, what do I want to do with my body now that I've done these things? Like, what do I want to do? Like, what do I want to do as me? You know, like, what are the things that I want to try to do? And did did I work out because I, like, wanted an ultimate goal with my body to look a certain way? Of course. 
And then once I started doing it, that goal became less and less the reason and the experience of doing it became more and more the thing, you know? Devin Price has a very interesting take on this, which is that um, it doesn't matter. Cis people can change (laughs) their bodies if they want to. If you are, you ultimately decide you're a cis person, but you want top surgery or you ultimately Mm -hmm. decide that you want to go on testosterone because it's, I don't think it's the same as like getting a nose job, but like, you know, customize your body however you want. (laughs) That makes you feel good. It doesn't really, I understand that it matters, but it doesn't like matter in the sense of like, it's to yourself. It's not like to prove something to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, that is easier said than done. Totally. Yeah, of course. And I also, you know, doubt myself. I doubt like whether, I mean, look, if you're thinking about doing all these things, you're probably trans because I just, for me personally, like, why would you go through all of this if you weren't? And you, I, I they also didn't use the word regret. You know, that's the other right, thing. Right, exactly. It's like if they had said, I regret doing these things. Yeah, you I don't, would be like, so. oh, it sounds like maybe, you know, and hey, I would send a lot of love and like all the healing, uh-huh. and, you know, like all that stuff. Cause, and, you know, maybe blah, 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 things we've talked about before. But they're saying doubt, which is more like a forward thing as opposed to like a backward thing. Yes. You know? Um, also, <laughs> I also keep getting tagged in, I'm not going to say the name of the organization, but I keep getting tagged in something about how there's like, to- like the, like no more tomboys. Oh yeah. I've seen that you get tagged extre- in that, which is just extremely funny. Yes. Because their argument makes no sense. One, but two, it's so funny because I was never a tomboy. Show me one photo. Where I, I was a tomboy. <laughs> it's so where- funny that they don't do that to me because, like, I fit that description, and they're trying to incessantly say I'm a woman, like a confused woman yeah. with a beard. And I'm just like, you can keep saying that because, like, well, I don't want you to because it's annoying because it's the same thing over and over again. But like, it's just funny because, it, and it this this two thing these two things prove to me how flimsy and like mm-hmm. it just doesn't I, it doesn't need to be proven because I don't give a shit. But like for anybody that is affected by those things, it's like, look at how flimsy that is. Like you can go back and see what I used to look like. I, I haven't taken anything down. It's all up there. You can see what I used to sound and look like. And people are just like banging this drum. Like they could very easily make the argument for where are the tomboys for me? They're not doing it because why? I don't know. Cause it's not about tomboys. Cause no. that's the other thing about the, where are all the tomboys. It's like, if you actually cared then you would be hanging out with them instead of just talking about it all the time. But you actually don't want tomboys either because tomboys are, you know, whether they identify this way or not, gender queer, you know, like gender non-conforming and you don't want that. Where have all the butches gone? I don't fucking know because I never was one. Yeah. And why are you? Go look for them. They're everywhere, actually. (laughs) Like, show me one photo. I had a shaved head, but I wore makeup. I had I colorful. Know. I was never you were butch. Very like femme. <laughs> Not a one. Um, yeah. So that's extremely funny to me. And also, I was I was responding to someone on um, on TikTok who was like agreeing that that's ridiculous, and I was like, they don't want actual tomboy. When people say there are no more lesbians, I'm like, okay, there are new trans lesbians every day. You just yeah. don't want those. Right. The word lesbian isn't going away. Trans women are identifying as lesbians, and those w- and then you put expectations on them to not be tomboys because you're mm-hmm. like, well, if you're a tomboy, you're not really a trans woman. Oh, if you aren't a tomboy uh, and you're a trans woman, you're mocking women. So what is it? Which is it? And also, there are trans lesbians. You the 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 lack the oh, there's no more lesbians. The death of the lesbian. I know a bunch of trans lesbians. You just don't want them. Well, right. And I mean, all of this is to say to this person whose name I unfortunately forgot right now because I don't have the email in front of me. Ray, thank you. None of this, all this stuff that Gabe and I are talking about, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter what other people think. And like, I'm saying this as a human who's depressed because I'm caring about what other people think. You know, it's like, I get it. I get it. But ultimately, (laughs) it doesn't matter what other people Mm -hmm. think. 
cis or trans. It doesn't matter, which is why mm-hmm. I'm trying to emphasize that like you can have your own doubt. Like you don't have to avoid that and you don't have to like hold your arms out and put your fingers in your ears and go, no, 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 no doubt, no doubt. You know, you don't have to do that. I mean, I would encourage you to maybe sit quietly with that and like write about it and just let it out. Mm. Don't think, just like let the pen go and see what comes out. I'm sure you'll mm-hmm. more will be revealed to you than what you can think about, you know? Um, but I, I, that's why I'm emphasizing that like the am I trans enough piece of it is the one that you can go, oh, this is not, this is not like a healthy uh, line of thinking because mm-hmm. it's comparing the way that I feel on the inside to the way other people look on the outside. Mm-hmm. And so there's just not, that is like a, you know, patriarchal, uh, human nature, uh, capitalist, hetero, all the things that we were trying to liberate ourselves from, you know, mm-hmm. that like consistently saying like, oh, I haven't done enough, so I'm not blah, X, Y, Z, um, is just not going to produce self-esteem <laughs> is basically what it is. Yeah. Know. Well, part two is a little bit related. Okay, so great. part two. My work involves going around to high schools and doing guest presentations in classrooms. I live in a place that is usually extremely welcoming and affirming in the Pacific Northwest. Over the last school year, I've noticed a trend of more and more subtle transphobic comments and jokes becoming commonplace. This school year, it seems to be exponential and much more overt, much of it focused on non-binary folks and people who don't use she, her pronouns. I've started to dread saying my pronouns at the start of a presentation because it's met with eye rolls or giggles. I'm having a harder time letting go of the comments and funny looks and not internalizing them. Lately, I find myself giving in to the transphobic narrative that we are wrong and annoying and just following a new fad. At the time, I want to hide my trans identity partly out of safety and partly out of shame. I suppose part of it is exhaustion, too. I'm tired of having to defend my existence that it seems easier to go along with what the transphobes are saying. How do you combat the external transphobia becoming internal? Thanks for reading. I appreciate what you both are doing with this podcast. Ray, they, them. So we talked a bit on the last listener mail about like binary trans femmes and binary trans masks. Now I want to talk about the they, them, non-binary pronouns of it all because places are more tolerant, but it is interesting that the right has become such a bastion of the they, them, non-binary, like satanic panic almost. Sure. Yeah. Like Uh it reads as a satanic panic to me. And I wonder if either these kids are getting if if there's like a parental influence or if they're I don't know. I remember at my um at my high school, there were kids that were proud Republicans. I mean, this is Florida, mm-hmm. but like I was a Democrat and I remember going into school with like a John Kerry sign and John Kerry <laughs> uh-huh. shirt. Okay dark and then (laughs) very (laughs) my like very good friends were big mccain supporters and like had mccain signs and mccain shirts and it was like this contentious like we were friends but they would like talk to me like i was an idiot Mm -hmm. and i just remember that it was like definitely their parents and definitely their parents being in a specific tax bracket and definitely like in it almost like this fatigue about liberals, which I think is like uh-huh. more maybe coming back around as a cycle in terms of like let's not even say like transness or non-binary people, but like as a as a reflection of liberalism becoming more leftist. Does that make sense? Uh somewhat. They lump it in. <laughs> so like I read, okay, I look at right wing stuff. And uh-huh. and I and not to do with transness. I look sure. at like, you know, I look at how, you know, with taxes or with immigration or with all this stuff. Right. Uh-huh. So it's about other stuff. It's completely uh-huh. about like other politics. And then every so often there's a comment that is like, yeah, and they have purple hair and they yes. use they them pronouns. And I'm like, now, yeah. hold on. We weren't even talking about that. Mm hmm. So it's just like become this like boogeyman that like is like a period on the end of just like already 
visible right wing talking points. And it doesn't any it doesn't usually have anything to do with it. It's just someone being like this thing, this thing, this thing. And then like, I feel like there's like gay right wing people who are like, okay, I'm on board with that. And then and then there's like the they're like sneaking in this transphobia and the gay people are like, yeah, and this. And I'm like, I feel like that's against your interest, bud. But okay, right. Well, I mean, I guess I guess so. To me, what to sort sort of circle it back to um, what Ray is saying. Like, yes, I saw this over the holidays. There was like somebody reposted this like, you know, right wing whatever um, meme that was like this kind of weirdly generated AI cartoon of like these parents like flipping off their child, opening a gift, and of course the child had purple hair. That and the gift was just a piece of paper that said there are only two genders and then they were the kid was like crying right and so like <laughs> yes not even good yes and so but like the point is it's it has just become this like catch-all for like a, a general like disdain for progress or yeah left I, I would say specifically leftists i think it's mm-hmm. less about liberals and more about actual leftists yeah. um so to bring this back to what Ray is saying, and this is like uh, the hard work of being a human and the way that I think, you know, solidarity is more of just like, I agree with you. It's like, how can I look at the way that I'm being treated and see that others are as well? Not because I go, oh, I'm privileged and I don't need to, I can't feel my feelings about this, but to go, oh, I, I feel this way and other people do too. And they might be suffering a a, a a deeper political or or, or um, judicial fate than I actually do, mm-hmm. and so therefore, how can I accept myself in an even deeper way, and to not change my pronouns because mm-hmm. children are laughing at me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to say, like, I've experienced that, so I don't want to diminish it. You know, like I spent my life being laughed at by kids and like having people point at me from across the street and say, what is that? You know, things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, and and like, yeah, you might have to occasionally change your pronouns so that you can get through that day or whatever. But the thing that I have found and that I continue to find is that when I accept myself fully for who I am, whether that's, you know, he, him pronouns and, you know, <laughs> mildly graying, light brown hair, or they, them pronouns and purple hair, like whatever it is, those reactions bother me less. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know who I am, which is why the transphobia on my clips on my standup doesn't bother me the way that it used to. And it Mm -hmm. used to, and I had to be bothered Mm -hmm. by it to be able to do something with that. But once you can transform that hurt, you know, into strength, then it because I am not powerful enough to make a room full of people stop doing that. Like I'm just not. Of I can't. Uh, I can't talk to every parent. There's no. There's no because my first instinct is to go. Okay, so I got to talk to somebody about how they're going to take care of these kids laughing at me. And it's like no. My job is to is to remain steadfast in myself, whatever that is. That like. How, the, it, because it's all about insecurity. Because imagine, like, just thinking about that meme I'm talking, like, the first thing I thought was, how how sad and in pain must you be in to put that out into the world with, with what is happening to children across the globe right now for, like, right? war and for capitalism and for occupation, all these things, to then go, like, yeah, fuck my kid and fuck your kid for ha- having purple hair, like, God, you must really a kid. dislike yourself. You must really have been treated like shit as a child, you know? And so I have to remember that people that are laughing at me, and I'm a comedian, but people that are laughing at me, it's like they are deeply insecure if they need, because mm-hmm. I know that when I was like stepping into bullying as a teenager, because as soon as I felt like I could get something out of it, I was laughing at somebody else. It's like, yeah, I've been there. And so, like, it just isn't about you. Yeah. I think there are kids there that are probably 
looking up to you. They just can't say anything. But like you being there as an example is positive if you can stomach it. And I, I, I was gay and I participated as well in calling people lesbians. I don't even mm-hmm. really know what that meant. But like I, I, you know, like I think it comes even more sometimes. It just makes it's just good to like hold steadfast, I feel like. Yeah. And it's a satanic panic at the end of the day. Like it really is. <laughs> well, because the boogeyman. satanic panic is a yeah, it's a blueprint for pointing the finger at something to get people who are upset. And honestly, here's the thing. In this country, we are so many of us are upset and triggered and mentally unwell, and rightfully so. We have a yeah. government that takes our money and puts it into other places and bombs people with it. Right. And then we are people are homeless, people ha- don't have health care, people don't have jobs. It's like, and I, none of this is to say, okay, Ray, get your shit together. It's like, it's going like, oh, yeah, we're all really struggling. And, and, and I just want to say, like, yeah, that might not be the job for you right now. Like you might not be able to feel that way. And I'm sorry that that's happening. You know, like I I don't because <laughs> like I, I'm not a medical professional. I'm not like a business. You know, I'm just a person in the world who's also gone through this stuff. So it's like that might be the steadfast answer for you. But the thing mm-hmm. is, like, it's it's only really up to you, you know, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that is is always hard for me. It's like, I'm feeling sadness and it's up to me to change that. You know, it's up to me to show up to this podcast and do it. You know, it's up to Mm -hmm. me to call people. It's not, I can't, there's not somebody that I can like go like fix it, fix it. And that's what I want so Mm -hmm. desperately, but I, it's not, it's not possible, you know? So like, I really feel for you, but I do believe that this experience will make you stronger whether it's knowing your own values and saying this isn't this job is not for me anymore or knowing your own values and saying like my pronouns are they them and then they laugh and you're just like what a bunch of silly scared little kids in your head i also think it's funny that they the right acts like leftists are cartoons when like every right wing pundit looks exactly the same <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> anyway but it's also just to say cuz it's like this to take it out of this political realm thing like yeah we have no idea why people are laughing we just don't we just don't like we can try to trace the things and like act as though all these kids parents are right wing and vote republic it's like i don't know that i just don't know you know yeah, but i do know that general. they're scared little kids who are trying to you know understand the world and and look good to their friends and who knows who knows? Mm-hmm. I will. I do know one thing, which is that it has nothing to do with you, Ray. Them laughing mm-hmm. at you saying something, as nutso as it sounds, has nothing to do with you. All the comments on my Instagram telling me I'm this and that and all that stuff and that I'm deranged and blah, blah, blah. It has nothing to do with me. Nothing. Zero. Right. Nothing. <laughs> you know? I it love just, that. It, it bears no importance on my life and who i I am like those people a are not going to change my mind and b if it was somebody else they'd be saying the same thing so it's it has nothing to do with me you know it's just a token it's sad people with a lot of time on their hands you know yeah okay we're gonna turn it around (laughs) are you ready yeah. Okay. Here is an email from Jay or Jai. Dear Gabe and River, my roommate turned me on to your podcast recently and I'm really enjoying it so far. Shout out to Henry. I've been a longtime gender reveal listener and have also devoured all of Gender Spiral. I'm a speculative fiction writer and there's so much trans and queer content in science fiction, fantasy, other genres under that umbrella. So I was surprised during your conversation with Eli Percy that you were surprised to hear it, but I forget it can be kind of niche. Anyway, there are tons of trans writers in this field, including notably Charlie Jane Anders. I actually know, I I know Charlie's work. Rivers Solomon, Annalie Newitz, Rika Aoki, Nassim Jamnia, Yoon Ha Lee, R.B. Lemberg, Violet Allen, Nino Sapri. I could go on and on. This is a good, but by no means comprehensive list. And then I'll link that. 
Also, Gabe, I'm now super curious about your chart. I'm a triple Gemini, Sun, Mercury, Venus, with a Virgo moon, and some of that stuff resonated a lot. Yours in chaos, Jai or Jay. Um, well, I am a Gemini Sun, Taurus rising, Sag moon. And I always say that the Taurus rising is the reason I haven't just like flown off the handle. But um, I do have Gemini in a lot of my chart and almost no water. So mm. anyway, I also, yes, I'm sorry that I I acted like there weren't that many trans science fiction writers. You know, what's interesting is that trans people are very drawn to science fiction, at least in my uh, experience. And I think it's because we it, you're able to sort of see into a future and like make yourself whatever you want. I don't know if you have yeah. experience with with sci fi or if you like sci fi. Yeah, I do. I, I, I mean, I liked sci fi as like a kid and I don't I didn't get very deep into it, you know, and I'm not I don't really read a lot of science fiction. So I think that's why I wasn't aware you know, and like, also, I just can't keep up with everything, unfortunately, <laughs> which is why I do this podcast, because it helps me keep up with things as best I can. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in some ways, and this is my opinion, uh, that, you know, trans people are science fiction, <laughs> you know, because it's like, we're, you know, we're dreaming of a of a future, you know, always. Um, so that makes a lot of sense that we're drawn to that, because it's it's the expression of our existence anyways, you know. Mm hmm. I'm a Trekkie, uh, and so there is, like, a huge contingent of trans Trekkies, obviously. I've mm. met many of them. Uh, and there's, I, you're right, it is the future. It's because on Deep Space Nine, there's a character um, named Jadzia, and she was on the cover of, like, Transgender Magazine um, mm. during that time because her character <laughs> is uh, has a worm inside. And that worm is actually the real um, alien and the mm. different bodies are just different hosts. Oh, sure. And yeah. So the worm has been many yeah. different. Um, the symbiote, it's called, has mm. been many different genders over time mm -hmm. and symbiote. And there's uh, a storyline where you're not allowed to get back together with a person you were dating or married to as your new host. Like you can't, mm. you have to find a new partner. So I don't know why that's the rules. And so, uh, this girl shows up at, um, at the station and she is Jadzia's old host's ex-wife or wife. You know what I mean? They were, it yeah. was her wife and then that host died. So they feel drawn to each other, um, because they were married in like the past. Um, and then they end up like hooking up. And it's like two female actors, but the like, you know, the the they get away with it at the time because it's like, well, they were husband and wife a, a long time ago. And so um, that was like a, a gay kiss. And by the way, people wrote in and were furious about it. Um, but for mm -hmm. other people, I know that they were uh, it was very affirming and eye opening to them. And then that character was on the cover of, of Transgender Magazine and I and trans people like really related to her. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was like super interesting. Yeah, that is super interesting. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, I grew up on Star Trek, but then I so sort of like faded out. But and it was mostly I was just like Tasha Yar has short hair. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like that, it's like that stuff was good enough for me. You know what I mean? But like that, you're what you just shared reminded me of like, well, I always really enjoyed time travel, which I think has to do with my childhood trauma. But uh, I really loved Quantum Leap, you know, which yes. to me is is very trans because it's like, you know, just body jumping and stuff. And um, and just like, you know, this man looking in the mirror and seeing a woman is like just wild, you know. Um, <clears throat> and so it makes sense to me that, you know, that we are into it. <laughs> also, with Trek, there are some trans people who name themselves Soren, which is a reference uh -huh. to a Trek character who, in um, uh, TNG, uh, there's this planet where they ban gender. So there's a planet oh, they uh -huh. visit where g everyone is gender neutral. They ban gender, and then there's this care. There's this um, person there named Soren who is like, "I'm a woman." And everyone mm -hmm. is like, no, fuck you. Mm -hmm. um, and then she ends up like hooking up with Riker. 
And Riker's like, she's a woman. And the whole planet is like, no, you must be cast away from having a gender. Wild. Wild. Yeah. The 90s. I know. Um, so, okay. And then a final email that is related to, again, geek stuff. Are you ready? Great. Yes, I'm ready. Hey, Gabe and River. Firstly, love your show. You're so right that it's hard to find media content that is by and for trans men and trans masks specifically. So thank you for putting this great content out in the world for us. I've been a fan of you both for a while, and it's fun to see you both in one place. Smiley. I loved hearing Gabe's take on the most recent episode about how trans men are obsessed with Spider-Man. And as a trans man obsessed with Spider-Man, I couldn't agree more. LOL. (laughs) For me, I've always felt that any iteration of Peter Parker's Spider-Man has strong trans mask vibes, particularly the way he behaves. His big heart and emotional vulnerability in the movies and comics feels very similar to how myself and other trans guys I know behave as a sort of mixture of being queer and fruity and also being raised slash socialized as girls. I know for lots of us, but not everyone, it's hard to integrate the stereotypical coldness and lack of inflection slash passion that many people expect of cis men, especially if we transitioned later in life. And I feel the way that Peter Parker behaves is a great example of how that can look in some of us. In the movies especially, the way Peter tries so hard to make sure people know he's Spider-Man and that his voice (laughs) being high doesn't mean he's a girl are more fun ways that we can see ourselves reflected in his character. Mm-hmm. Also, I know this show is not a visual medium yet, but I have attached a digital painting I made of Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man with top surgery scars that I made for Trans Day of Visibility last year. Love the show. Thanks for reading. Hope you're both doing well. Carson, he, him. And then there's incredible <laughs> art of Andrew Garfield with um, top surgery scars. Can you share it in the Riverside real quick? Yeah. Do you? Okay. Let me see. Yeah. I just want to see it and get our reaction on the. Yeah. 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 Can Andrew, you... I, I love uh, Tom Holland, but I also really love Andrew Garfield. They're, they both feel like trans guys. It's very funny. Yes. Uh, okay. This is, I will, I'm going to email it to you uh, okay. because I can't put it in the chat. I will die on this hill <laughs> that Peter Parker is trans coded. Yeah. And I don't care. And I will die on that hill. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spider trans. That's very cute. (laughs) It's so cute, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing is that Peter Parker is always played by like kind of a twink. (laughs) Yes. And so, and he's like younger and like twinkier than like Captain America or like the other guys. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's like always portrayed as kind of small. I feel like he's got the trans guy glasses. (laughs) Totally. Um, and so thank you so much for validating my uh, – if you're a trans guy who loves Spider-Man, write in because this is now a thing for me. <laughs> yeah. I would also say if you're a trans guy who finds transness in some other superhero, I'm also interested mm. to find that out too. <laughs> yes. If anybody is like, Batman is my trans guy <laughs> icon or whatever. Like I'm just curious. I want to shout out an amazing film that I saw called The People's Joker. And it is by Vera Drew and uh, Brie De La Rose, who, it, and I saw it at Outfest and it was sold out. Um, and it had some problems because uh, DC was trying to like, kind of like shut it down a little bit. But mm-hmm. it is, if you get a chance, it is a perfect movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, so incredible. I love to hear that. It is Vera is a trans woman and it is about loosely. It is about a, a Gotham where comedy is outlawed <laughs> and there's only you're only allowed to be on SNL. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> and Lauren Michaels is a character voiced by Maria Bamford. Wow. Incredible. And, and um it is like part live action, part different types of animation. And um, Vera plays a Joker who wants to be a Harlequin. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it's so great. It's just like, I don't even know how I would begin to describe it, but it's just, it's just incredible. And it covers so many important topics while also being silly as fuck. And I just, I love it. I think it's going to mm-hmm. be streaming soon. 
because I think um, there was a hashtag called free the people's Joker. And I <laughs> think uh, I think it's going to be able to come out. But it is like a feat of love for comic books and transness. And it's just I I loved it so much. And you know who took me to see it? My uh, straight co-host, Allison, and her <laughs> boyfriend, John, because his college best friend wrote it. Oh, wow. That's awesome. What a small little world. That's so cute. Yeah. They were like, do you know about the trans Joker movie? And I was like, no. And they were like, you must see it with us. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's it's nice to see you very happy and thrilled about something, Gabe, you know? Yeah, I love it. I, I You usually are, but like, it's also just nice. You know what I mean? I very much enjoyed... Uh, there's some movies that I really liked lately, like Hari Neff in Bad Things. Incredible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Monica, Trace Lissette, amazing. Mutt, mm -hmm. Leo Mayel, incredible. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So there's been a great, it's been a great year for trans people. And it's also been a really fantastic, oh, Kokomo City. You must see Kokomo City. It's also been a fantastic year for bisexual villains. <laughs> I am so yeah. glad we're back to bi villains. <laughs> To close out, here are my bi villains of the year. Okay, great. Saltburn. Yep. Passages. <laughs> yeah, very much. <laughs> um, Maestro. Oh. oh. Which he's not a villain, but Brittany Nichols described it as um, big year for bisexual people ruining everyone's life. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Anatomy of a Fall. That I haven't seen yet. And then... Um, Drew mentioned a couple other ones that I'll put in the description, but they basically there was like six movies about bisexuals ruining people's lives. <sighs> it was a big year for that this year. Huge year for that. So anyway, I'm down for it. Um, okay, River, do you want to say anything to close us out? Uh, I mean, I guess just like, you know, take care of yourselves out there, drink water, you know, talk to friends <laughs> and, you know, like. When you get in those thoughts, you know, just like write some stuff out. You'll be surprised what comes out. And you might have to do it for like a little while to get past the like intellectual, like I'm thinking what I'm writing and just sort of like let it go or whatever. But um, I'm in it with you, you know, like <laughs> I don't know. And I appreciate everybody writing in and I appreciate everybody supporting the show. It's been really great and I really appreciate that. I'm saying appreciate a lot, but I do. So and I appreciate you, Gabe. Thanks for your friendship. Oh, thanks for yours. I'm sorry I didn't bring you a cupcake. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, everyone who's been donating to the co to co-fee and everyone uh, who's writes in and everyone who listens because you all are so like everyone's so engaged with the show. And I would a hundred times rather have a very engaged listenership <laughs> than a million people who don't care. But also if you want to <laughs> get us to a million people, that's great as well. Absolutely. Oh, also, I'm already there, but I'll be at the Punchline in San Francisco tonight. This is coming out on the 11th. Tonight, mm -hmm. tomorrow, Saturday, Sunday. So come to those shows. Um, and then I'll be in Kentucky in February. All the shows are up on my website, which is riverbutcher.com slash shows. And I'm uh, at uh, Gabe S. Dunn on Instagram and you and I, you and me film on Instagram for more updates on that. Okay. I love you guys. Love you. Bye. Bye. This podcast is edited and produced by Logan Castrodali. Music by Atlas Bishop. Art by Maya Scarpa. Email us at thenewguyspodcast at gmail.com. Bye. <laughs>